1: that's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com.
0: The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. The 2020 Dacia sales event is now on at Blackstone Motors, Drahida, Dundalk, and Cavan. Call in to see how shockingly affordable a new Dacia is in the new year.
2: Good afternoon and you are very welcome along to Late Lunch today and a packed show as usual we have for you so do try to stay with us if you can. It's Joan Larkin here sitting in for Jerry all this week. The number to text or WhatsApp us with your comments or queries is 086 1800 658. Now, my first guest in studio is a remarkable man who, at 85 years young, holds the record as the fastest man on two wheels in this part of the world. Patsy Fitzsimons, you are very welcome and you're joined in studio by your lovely, lovely daughter, Lorraine here, who's looking very proud, indeed, (laughs) sitting (laughs) sitting beside her amazing dad. So, if I can start with your good self there, Patsy, I I should explain what I mean when I say you're the fastest man on two wheels. You're a cyclist.
3: Well... It takes a lot of training, hard training to get that at my age to keep that going. Like I you know. know,
2: but you're eighty-five now, Patsy. Yeah. But take me back, take me back. You're cycling. I've often passed you on the road. I've seen you on the bike flying along. But take me back and tell me where it started. Where did you? How did you get into cycling? Well, it
3: all started in um, in, Navin, uh, in 1956. My brother was um, riding with uh, Mean Cycling Club at the time, and. He got me interested in the cycling, and um, I was working in the Nash Foundry in Avon at that time too. And another good mate of mine was in was a cyclist, and he got me to ride with an Avon road club instead of Mean. So <laughs>
2: you defected, did you? Yeah,
3: yeah. So um, uh, it went from there. So uh, I had a couple of great mates that showed me the the ropes, how to ride the bike properly, and the rules of the road but that time you had to be you had to be proposed and second into the club at that time oh right to join a cycling club you couldn't walk in off the street and join the club someone had to vouch for you oh yeah yeah so uh, you had to conduct yourself and um, you had to wait outside until uh, you were first and seconded, and by members in the club that knew me and uh, then you were called in right Patsy you're in now
2: and so, did you take to it straight away, like a duck to water? Did you love it immediately?
3: Oh, well, I was always on the bike riding in and out to walk from where I was living. And I always had a bit of an interest in it because I'd done a little bit of running, very little with bow mean, and there was always cycling going on at the sports. And I was always interested in looking at the larkins and all them... They were great cyclists at that time. Oh, really? Uh, were yeah, they? Uh, on the track. Oh, this right, OK. on the grass track. And um, I got really interested in it at that time. And uh, so I uh, went from there and they the gave me the like of Leo Collins, Tommy Flanagan, Marty Moore, and all them lads all gave me great advice when and I was a, starting.
2: You're going way, way back there now, Patsy, aren't oh, you? I mean, in the y-
3: 1955, 56. What year were you born? I was born in 1934. And where were you born? I was born in Orleston, So close to uh, Well, Orriston would be about, uh, I suppose, about six miles down the road from now, yeah. roundabout. Yeah. I'd
2: call that close to Navin, Patsy. I'd call that close. And <laughs> what was it like growing up as a young fellow out there? Uh, it was then?
3: great. We used to go to school in, 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 uh, in Oralston. And um, the, at that time, the chapel, and the uh, chapel is there still, new chapel, and uh, the school—it's gone now. It's further down the road, but the school used to be in the same grounds as the chapel, beside Colwell's pub in Olveston. Yeah. And and um, we used to walk to school from Bloomsbury Cross in Olveston, which would be a long two mile anyway. And uh, we used to in the summer we used to be in our bare feet. Really? We went to school in our bare feet in the summer, but the summers were very warm that time as as now. Oh so, uh, so it is true oh, yeah. it
2: is true that the summers were better back oh, then. Oh
3: yeah, the the weather was very, very warm them, Very warm.
2: Right, okay. And you walked so, to school in the bare feet. When yeah. did you when did you first get a bicycle? Were you a child uh, when you well, first I got, got a
3: bike when I started walking in Naven?
2: Oh not till you were uh, that till I was
3: walking in Avon. And no. what age was that? I know I had to ride one because my mother and father had a bike. Oh, okay. Actually they had the one bike between them. Oh, so that <laughs> right, okay. A woman's bike. Oh right, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always could I always could ride the bike. Okay, so I never had a problem m- on it
2: but then your first bike, your your first proper bike of your own my first racing bike
3: yeah. Yeah, well, that one, my first racing bike would have been in uh, about uh, about 52
2: or three. oh ok, but so you were young I only it.
3: started racing on it in, in 1955, 56
2: ok, what did it cost, can you remember?
3: I'd say it wasn't much more than it was only a second hand one and it wasn't a good one either. About £20. About £20. £20. About £20.
2: What would you pay for a decent racing bike nowadays? Oh,
3: if you have the money, they'll take it off you. Yeah. Mickey Kennedy will take it off yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you. So uh, you can go up to 10000 for one. For a bike? For a bike. £10,000? Top of the range racing bike.
2: My God almighty, very, really? very light
3: bike. very light bike. You just lift the bike on your little finger.
2: OK. So you
3: but you can get... A lot cheaper ones, and you can race on.
2: And Patsy, can I ask you something? Because I've seen you out on the roads. Like, what's it like cycling now in, in at this time, as opposed to say back in the fifties and sixties? Like, yeah. it, it, surely the roads are more dangerous. Oh, they
3: yeah, they're very, very dangerous now. The, the the only thing I I never have a problem. I never had a problem with anyone in a car. But I was all right because. From the 1950s, I was always out on the road on the bike and I grew up with the traffic as the traffic was getting bigger. Mm. And I never had a problem. But I was always used to the traffic. But you do hear motorists giving out about cyclists uh, all you the would, time. Yeah, you, you'll, get, you'll always get the awkward pedal give out to you. But like, you get honked at uh, on yeah, the road. Uh, there again, the cyclist has to abide by, by the rules of the road you're not supposed that's to that's a ride. whole
2: other day's work now Patsy talking yeah. about cyclists yeah, yeah,
3: yeah <laughs> obeying
2: you, the rules of the road I saw a fella yeah. breaking a red light the other day myself well, on a bike because he was on a bike
3: you, well they'll uh, tell you a number of the very few racer cyclists will do that yeah you get the other fellas that's flying around on bikes will break the lights I've seen them myself yeah and riding on footpaths and all that yeah but, you don't uh, agree with any of that? Uh, no, 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 that's wrong. You have, to, you have to abide by the rules of the road if you're out on it.
2: But is it dangerous out there nowadays as opposed to when you started? It's, it? it's
3: very dangerous on the main roads. Now, I keep to the back roads, as we call it. Uh, if I was going out now to do 34 miles, i go to Kells and i go in the back road. i go up by Greca and in by the Mead Kennels in that way into Grecia, or into Kells. And then the turn left in Kells, back out onto the Boy Road. And them roads are not as bi- not as is uh, bad with traffic. Is the main naval Dublin Kells Road.
2: Hang on a minute now. You just said when you go out like casually just to do thirty-four miles. Mm. You just said thirty-four,
3: like nearly fifty yeah.
2: kilometres. Are you doing that every day?
3: No, no. Uh, How when often you, in the you racing say? season? In the racing season, I do about forty miles if I choose that and 40 mile if it holds and we have a 50 mile race if it's under. Now, that's the veterans that have that. Uh,
2: okay like I'm trying to pick my jaw off the floor here thinking about <laughs> cycling that can I br- can I bring your daughter in here for a second That's can, again, Patsy, yeah. can I, Lorene, you saw my face there yeah, when he says... Like, your face just dropped <laughs> when he just says casually like yeah. oh, I'm doing 34 miles on those back roads like yeah. I mm. I I would I would have imagined that they were more dangerous How do, how do you feel Lorraine when you know your dad is out there on the roads uh, Well I do worry sick about him now when he's on the roads but I'm
1: used to it I've grown up like with him getting up in the morning and saying I'm off to Kells trim. At buy you know I'll do a circus, and so i've grew up listening to that but I do worry about him. I've often asked him to bring uh, his mobile phone with him but I'm told no, that adds weight on you. You can't have weight on when you're riding a bike.
2: Even a small so, little
1: mobile phone? Yeah, no. So you're out,
2: he's out there with no phone no on No phone
1: or nothing. If anything ever happens we really kind of don't know where to go looking for him but touch wood nothing has ever happened thank God. And he is fine.
2: Tell me about when you were a young a young girl. Did he try to get you interested in it? Oh uh, yes, they did.
1: Uh, himself and Matty Morn and a few others from Navan Road Club set up uh, later ladies races so I would think I was about 14 15 16 and myself and a few of my friends Michelle Deirdre my sister Caroline Susan we used to do the ladies race and it would bring us from we'd start on the Kells Road and it would bring us out to Liskarten yeah, on the Kells Road and we'd do a circuit and back in I won two or three of them,
2: so I did. Did you, you see? but then the, apples they don't fall far from the then tree. Then I hit
1: the 16, 17 years and the nightclubs yeah. became more <laughs> interesting, so I gave off the bike.
2: <laughs> okay, so the bike wasn't cool anymore, no. was it not? No. But did, did you love it? I did, yeah. So you I can did. see what he gets out of yeah. it?
1: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You it can is, see. And when you cross the white line at the finish, it's just, it's a thrilling, amazing thrill And
2: it's just exhilarating, isn't yeah. it, when, when that happens exactly, when you win? Yeah. And even when yeah. you don't win, just the oh, sense of just, achievement yeah. from having done from it. From having done it, yeah. yeah. It's amazing, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's fabulous. Now, as I said, I have an extraordinary gentleman sitting in front of me here in studio, Patsy Fitzsimons, who at 85 is the fastest cyclist in Ireland. He's an incredible man and his daughter is sitting just beside him as well, lorene And lorene just before the break there, we were talking about the dangers on the roads and you mentioned that you did cycle when you were a, a young teenager and you mentioned your sister Caroline. Yep. Now, you lost your sister Caroline on the roads, didn't you, Lorreen? We did,
1: yeah. Caroline died in a car crash. She'd be 19 years ago on this
2: to coming. So we're coming up to her anniversary yeah. the day after tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that was a terrible, terrible event. Oh, yes.
1: You get up every morning and you still think of her every morning. I still put the kettle on at five o'clock and she's coming in for a cup of tea every day. Yeah. It was just... You never get over it, Joan.
2: A tragic accident yeah. coming up to Christmas 19 mm. years ago. Yeah. And we were talking about the dangers on the roads. And of course, we, we wanted to mention Caroline because, of course, she was your only sister. sister yeah. So that leaves just yourself, Lorraine. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a very poignant time of year for your family. Mm. And, and yeah. then when when you see your 85 year old father going out there on those roads, I oh, mean, yeah. surely it it's makes your heart stop. Oh, yeah.
1: My heart skips a beat every day. So it does. But I know he is safe and he's actually on the roads that long so many people actually know him and they know when they see the yellow jersey coming and the white helmet it's Patsy (laughs) more like he comes in the house every evening and he'd say oh do you know someone in a red car do you know someone in a black car they beeped at me today and I'm like well I know 101 people in black and red cars (laughs) so I know somewhere along the roads if something does happen someone will know him yeah, You know, because he is very popular. Oh, yeah. You know? I've passed so, him many times yeah.
2: myself, but I, I didn't yeah. honk at you in case I frightened <laughs> <laughs> you or something. But obviously, I wouldn't yeah. frighten you. But so. Patty, I mean... What is it? I, I mean, I have a bicycle at home in the garage. Yeah. It's doing very well in the garage. It's been <laughs> sitting there for about two years in the garage. And it's one of these German bikes with the basket on the front. And, that, and I have yeah. great notions about getting out there. But well, that
3: doesn't make any difference. I've been on it maybe twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what What
2: is it like? What is your favourite thing about getting up on that bike and getting out there on the road?
3: Well, fitness is a great thing. So it is. Uh, if you're fit, you'll get good health. You'll like never good been health in hospital. Fit.
2: You, you've never been in hospital a day in your life?
3: Never, never. I'd be in for a day, maybe for something, or Twice i got a bit of steel in my knee when I was working. And I was in but he's for never spent overnight. So in got hospital. that out and they didn't get it out. I still have it in my knee. Mm-hmm. So that's a help to me. It's a little bit extra coming on a flat road, a little bit of extra weight. He's a little bit
2: bionic. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, bionic, exactly yeah.
3: Jones, yeah. <laughs> but you've but, never been sick? No, apart from a cold. And, okay. and, and uh, should we all get what I ahead? would advise people to do, especially the sickness, is to get the flu injection. Now, I never was agreeing with the flu injection before, but last year I got the flu injection and I never got a cold the whole winter. Really? Never got From the day I got the flu injection, although it doesn't work for about two weeks after you're getting it, but I never got a cold from that day. To this day,
2: well, you're you're a great
3: advertisement so for it. But it tell must me, be some help to get it
2: now. Off air, we were talking, and I believe that you don't take a drink and you never smoked in your life. No, and like, is that the secret? Is that do you reckon that has a, a lot help. to do with it? It's a
3: big help to to, to because uh, it's a help for your lungs, your chest. Yeah, because that's a big part. It's a, it's a big part of your body when you're cycling for breathing. Of course, yeah, and and. Uh, there was one dinner dance we were at there. I will often tell it that a lot of the lads, everybody about it. Uh, we were at... A, it used to be in the Russell Arms Hotel, that time in the 1950s. And a couple of my mates said to me, uh, Patsy, come on. I went up to the bar to get an orange. Mum, Patsy, you'll have to break out tonight. So I said, <laughs> i maybe I would, boys. So I said to the bar, man, give me a pint. So he was, when he was gone for the pint, there was another... Club mate by the name of Frank Riley, I never forget it for him. He he says to me, uh, "Fitz, uh, what did I hear you done there?" And we used to call him Baz, after the cartoon (laughs) and the cycling cycling boots. But anyway, uh, I I was going to get a pint, Baz. Well, now I don't think you ought to, hi Baz, because you may regret cycling all your life. (laughs) Maybe you're right. And
2: you didn't get it.
3: And I said to the barman, "Give me an orange instead." At that point.
2: You didn't order you, you left I, the pint, that pint back and went this,
3: I never ordered a drink it was always an orange
2: and I am holding something in my hand here now it's probably the result of you never having a pint this is a beautiful gold medal it says Irish Veteran Cyclists Association and on the back it said road race champ in the 80 to 89 mm. age bracket yeah. 2014 Patsy Fitzsimons now as well as this Patsy you hold the age record with the Irish Veteran Cycling Association that means you're the fastest 85 year old cyclist on the roads but your big race wins include the Navin Road Club champion, that's back in 1958, but you came second in the Leinster Championship the same year, grass track races, the Kelly Cup time trial twice, no less, the 50-mile road race championship in 2005. What, in the name of God, keeps you going?
3: (laughs) How are you able to do this? Hard training, hard training. Hard training. If you don't train, you've no business racing. If you don't train hard, you've no business racing. Yeah, all right if you can go out on the bike and enjoy it, and there's plenty of leisure, leisure races that you can ride in.
2: And cycling is very popular now. Well, on yeah. certainly at the weekends, every single Saturday and Sunday there seems to be a road race somewhere. Always. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Always in the summer. Now there's, uh, there's a lull in it now for the next few, uh, few months, and uh, we'll be back hard again now from St Stephen's Day.
2: So you're taking a little break, are you actually? No, didn't? I do not think so. Out. Christmas Day he has out, a charity cycle. I might cycle. only
3: do, yesterday I done 26 miles on the bike. I did too, in the car. <laughs> it, was a good, it was a good day to be out. And yesterday it, was, was a beautiful do, day. Do you really good to be out in the fresh air.
2: Now, Lorraine has mentioned something about Christmas Day. What's that, Lorraine? He does a charity cycle on
1: Christmas Day in Nav, and so he does
3: yeah. um, that, with that, the road that, club. Yeah, for, for uh, uh, the Vincent de Paul, that's going on 40 years. So um, not even Christmas Day or at On, on Christmas what Day. What does
2: your lovely wife Olive say to this, all this time oh, spent <laughs> on the roads and not at home?
3: Well, she doesn't say anything, to be honest. <laughs> well, she's got to get rid of me for a few hours. Is she? Aye. In no other, anyway, no other words, she's used <laughs> to it. Yeah. Uh, only for her, I don't know what I do. Because you'll be out training there and you come back in all wet, all mucked up bucked head to toe the clothes grab the clothes off the ground put them in the washing machine that's that I don't have to look after them after that
2: (laughs) oh god you're spoiled I can't
3: get enough for all she does
2: oh isn't that lovely Now I hope you heard that now Olive I can't thank you enough so tell me about tell me about Christmas Day then it's for the Vincent de Paul
3: yeah that's for the Vincent de Paul we start at the ramparts in Navan, and and we go out five mile out to out to Kenston Road and back in five mile now that's a novelty it's a yeah. two-up. You have to ride with someone else. All right, and okay. you, to, you you give your time to the starters before the race, and the nearest to your time, will win it. Okay, so, so uh,
2: we are talking about Christmas, and we were talking about Christmas songs just before we came on air yeah. here, and we have to leave it at that, Patsy. Would you believe the time is up? I okay. have to wrap uh, up okay. this this little chat. But um, uh, just could I mentioned something. You though, can just of do. Uh,
3: We have next uh, Friday and Saturday. We have uh, a twenty-four-hour roller cycle in Arvon.
2: Oh right, where's that? That's on?
3: going on this year for our cancer Oh okay. And and it's dedicated to young Sean Lynch.
2: Oh okay. He was right. killed
3: this year in a bicycle race. Well,
2: yes, that's right.
3: That's right. So looking for that. You're looking for people to come
2: out and support that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. lovely. And the well, club
3: as well. I have to thank the club for all they've done for me over the year They run seven seven road races in the year. Well you're a great
2: advertisement for Absolutely. them, Patsy. Yeah. You're a great advertisement for Thanks health. Very sure. You definitely are, and you're yeah. looking sprightly and the glint in the eye, I said I was going to ask you about that, but you said you'd
3: get in trouble, so we won't <laughs> say that about that. We'll leave that
2: one there. So listen, many more years of happy cycling and safe cycling on the road yeah. and happy Christmas to you Thanks and your family. Sure. We're gonna play out Thanks with your favourite sure. Christmas song, Big Crosby, David Bowie. Yeah. Thank Thanks, you. Patsy. Bye bye
4: lmfm with your local mace going the extra smile this Christmas at the most wonderful time of the year
5: and they told me Born king to see pa bum bum Our finest gifts we bring pa bum pa bum bum pa bum bum pa bum bum Peace on earth, earth Can it be And years, years from king now see, perhaps, perhaps we'll see our See the, skin, day, of See the day of glory See the day and day coming. of the middle Live in peace, live in peace so, in Peace on earth When we come Child. child must be I say my day for him of glory. I see my day for him when on. men of good will live in peace, on. live in peace again, and peace on earth.
0: The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. The 2020 Dacia sales event is now on at Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. Pre-book your new car for the new year and we'll hold all prices.
2: Welcome back to Late Lunch this afternoon. Now, earlier this week, Jerry spoke with Dara McCullough from Ear to the Ground about a certain type of bird that's popular at this time of the year. Now, we're going to bring you that interview now. So for the next few minutes, you're going to learn all you didn't know about turkeys.
6: I'm with the most famous farmer in Ireland, ear to the ground, the farming independent, and we love him on late lunch. And I'm here today on his beautiful farm in Gormanston in County Mead. The reason I'm here is, it's my impression that these last few weeks with the weather and the rainfall have been just unprecedented. And my sympathies are with you, the farming community.
4: Why don't we walk out into the field, Gerry, because we're just here in the shed at the moment uh, where we're, we're kind of setting up for Christmas, but... Uh, out here only a couple of yards away from us is a field that would tend to be one of the wetter fields but you know it's not too bad generally but we're going to walk out here in a minute uh, t- time and you're going to hear us literally splashing through water just over here Jerry. the reason that Mr. Butland's put a holiday camp across the road from me 50 or 60 or 70 years ago was because he looked at a rainfall map of Ireland and realised this was one of the driest parts of the country and this autumn the scales have been completely flipped so this part of the country has got hammered with rain incessantly from the 21st of September. I remember that date so well Jerry, because we were trying to plant daffodil bulbs and we all we needed was 24 more hours of dry weather and we would have had all the bulbs in tucked into the ground all set up it's caused havoc for farmers in the area i mean this is a really hardcore commercial farming area there's great land it's very dry uh, normally and because of that there's a lot of horticultural production. You can hear the turkeys there saying hello to us as we come into the field. There's a lot of horticultural production in this area. County Mead is the home of potato production in this country.
6: Listen to that there as we, as we trudge.
4: And There's a, practically a lake over here in the corner of the field where the turkeys are, normally spend all their time hanging out it's hard on the birds it's hard on machinery if it's in trying to harvest um, potatoes at this time of the year it's hard on stock it's hard on the farmers it's hard on the land because you can see tracks here where we had to come in with a tractor to yes. bring in some feed and it just almost got bogged down in the field and that damages the soil structure so the last couple of years have been exceptionally dry almost too dry and of course it's classic the farmers you know oh it's too dry it's too wet it's too hot it's too cold but I guess, you know, this is the realities that we're, we're, we're dealing with. And, <laughs> joe you're a man uh, who likes uh, fishing. I'm going to stop you here. Hold on a minute.
6: I won't need welly boots shortly. I think I'll need waders. And, in yeah. fact, I've being an angler, I could nearly throw a fly out there. Yeah. You have a mini lake.
4: Look, all we can hope is that, you know, it's not raining today. The forecast is good for the next week. And uh, All we can hope is that Mother Nature gives us a break. And she generally does. You know, like, I'm a kind of firm believer that... If you get a real dry six months, it's there, backed up in the system somewhere. It's only a matter of time that it's going to come at you. It's just, uh, it came in such a concentrated period for the last uh, two or three months. And maybe that's another example of climate change, isn't it? Because all the scientists have told us all along that we're going to get more extremes. Uh, that it's not necessarily that we're, you know, we're going to be going around in our uh, swim togs because it's so hot. It's that we're going to have extreme storms, extreme droughts, extreme wet periods. And this is just an example. We're here with your bronze chalkies and they hit them there. Blah, 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 blah. They do respond, don't they? I'm impressed, Jerry. I didn't realise you were fluent in (laughs) Turkey. Yeah, Uh, the the lads are in great order. Um, We have uh, these, uh, they're basically free range. I don't advertise them as free range because you have to go through a whole load of rigmarole. It's a little cottage uh, operation, really. We've 200 birds here. We only started a few years ago. Jerry, we talked earlier about how livestock farmers are struggling to make sense out of beef. And over the years here, I've struggled to make sense out of what we're doing here. So I've taken the approach that we have to try and play to our strengths. And one of our strengths is that we were, we're situated across from the Apple Green here, just um, uh, in Gormison. We've thousands of cars go by us every day. And they're consumers who are only only too willing to engage with a farmer if a farmer will say listen come on in you know invite them in and say this is what I have and we produce it as good as anywhere else and uh, we're proud of what we do so uh, we got into these beautiful free- and look at the- this uh, cock turkey here he's got uh-huh. all the feathers he has fluffed out he's kind of going hey you're in my patch here <laughs> you know." That?
6: he's not happy at all with yeah, us yeah. and the ladies are all around him as well but you know what I want to say to listeners yeah. Here. Look at the space these guys have to roam, and they
4: truly are free-range bronze turkeys. Yeah, and they're eating grass. And Jerry, I bring them over to Hogan's, and when last year when we were taking them out of the trailer, the lad said to me, jeepers those birds." I said, "What's wrong with the birds?" They said, "The fight in them. They're so healthy, and you can see the gloss, see this kind of metallic sheen off the feathers. That's just because they've been out in the in the fresh air. They've been out eating that green grass. And another thing, the lad said to me when the birds were going across the line." They I said, did you feed those birds on corn? I said, corn? What do you mean wheat? And they said, no, no, like maize. I said, no, they were thinking they were like the corn-fed eggs you sometimes see in a supermarket. The reason that the fat in my turkeys is so yellow is the same reason that your Kerrygold butter is so beautifully yellow and golden. It's the chlorophyll from the grass that the turkeys... They literally graze the, tr- the grass. You see, uh, there's, there's bunches of nettles around the field. They strip the nettles. They're great grazers, they love forests, they love rooting around here. They're they're standing here in the puddles of water, kind of having a bath for themselves. And you'd be thinking, oh, the poor turkeys, would they not be happier like on dry ground? They probably would. But the point is, they're happier to be outdoors and in a natural environment. And these bronze turkeys are suited to outdoor rearing. They're more expensive because they're slow reared. They don't get a sniff of an antibiotic. They don't get a sniff of any kind of special kind of feed. It's grain grown here in the farm. Grass grown here in the farm. And this field never gets a sniff of fertiliser. And I just think it's a lovely way to be able to produce food. One of the things, Jerry, that a lot of people say to me, how do you keep them safe from the fox? Uh, because we do have foxes on the farm. I don't go sitting on the fence at night time with a, a rifle or anything that, like that trying to look out for foxes. But the two donkeys here... They're basically degenerates. They do nothing here from one end of the year to the other, but they're quite territorial. And so by having them in the same field that the turkeys are grazing in, the fox tends to stay away. So they're providing me with a real service. So fair play to them. They have a role, you know. So
6: the donkeys have a very important role to play here as well. Let's walk out from the turkeys and talk a bit more about the different aspects of this farm here in Gormanston.
4: I just want to describe this. It's like a mini forest of Christmas trees. Yeah, again, trying to diversify and offer the public something, a reason to stop here and give me some of their money. And, you know, we sell flowers at the road every weekend of the year. And I was packing up in the winter time, you know, in November, when the last of the, the flowers ran out. And uh, then next thing, all these fellows started setting up, landing out of thin air flogging Christmas trees and I was going hang on a second I'm a farmer I grow stuff people know me and trust me the produce from Ellen Grove Farm why aren't we growing Christmas trees and selling Christmas trees so I planted a thousand Christmas trees about two years ago so they're just getting going here they're basically little baby Christmas trees I'll keep planting more every year building up my stocks in the meantime I, I bought in a few from Wicklow just to build up a consumer base You just see the last hint of our wildflower mix there. Borrach, which is a native um, Mm -hmm. species. This is Facelia. The bees absolutely love that. We've got trefoils. We've got all kinds of mallows. Gorgeous flowers. And still flowering. And... Jerry, it's an interesting thing. Look, agriculture is getting, you know, in a bit of an eye of a storm at the moment in terms of its impact on the environment and whether farmers are doing enough to protect our environment. As farming does get more intensive because, of course, you're trying to make ends meet, I think it's really important that on an intensive farm like this one where we grow daffodils we grow cereals we have a dairy element I'm in partnership with my neighbour on a dairy farm we have onions here that we provide room for nature like I have a strip here I'm not going to make any money out of that strip growing onions or potatoes or daffodils or anything else in it but I could just shake a bit of of wildflower seed in it and, and hey presto look what's happened yeah it's magic so I suppose the point I'm trying to make is that Farmers shouldn't lose heart. They feel like there's, there's no way for them to not be a kind of an environmental terrorist every time they turn on their tractor or put a cluster on a cow or put a, 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 a yo in, in lamb. But there are ways. And I think they just need to be shown. It's not that I'm a genius. Like, I have the privilege of going around the countryside and meeting and seeing lots of different things. And this was just one thing that I took home with me. And it only cost me 50 quid. And I just think it's a great thing. It's going to happen here every year.
6: It's terrific. Now, you're renowned here in Elm Grove for your flowers. As you mentioned, the flower shop open on the road there across from the apple green at the weekends. You are regarded as one of the foremost daffodil growers in this part of the country as well what's
4: happening here in this tunnel Jerry I'm laughing uh, one of the foremost flower growers or daffodil growers in the area I don't have a lot of competition because I am the only daffodil <laughs> grower in, in the area on the commercial level <laughs>
6: don't knock it don't knock it yeah I
4: know but I, I'll take it while it's going as the fella says what we're looking at here Jerry it is late November so by rights I should have no flowers on the farm but you know, part of my job and any farmer's job is to try and tweak nature to our advantage. So in here you see a whole load of crates. Uh, the idea of having uh, bulbs, and in all these crates we have different bulbs, and they're at different stages. And you can already see flowers. Oh my word. Yeah, so gorgeous. These are called paper white uh, daffodils. They're the very uh, first daffodils of the year. And you're kind of going, November, Dara, seriously, they, they, that sounds crazy. They're They're pure white uh, flower little multi head on them and people like something a little bit different and this is 100% Irish zero air miles uh, grown not flown uh, is a phrase I like to use And it's just the start of our flower season. Just beyond them, you'll see the buds emerging of our anunculus. We've got iris down there. We have camassia. We have other tulips over here. We have gladiola, lily. And all the time trying to offer people a bit of diversity. Underneath the fleece here, so we have a fleece to try and increase the heat. And all these little tricks, you know, growing them in crates means that they're a little bit warmer than being planted in the soil. So I'll have some daffodils planted in crates, some in the soil indoors. Outdoors, more in crates outdoors, and more in soil after outdoors. So we get this sequential flowering, and we always have a little bit of product coming through. This Let me smell that again. Oh, subject. listen, I want to have another... Ah, oh, the end of November, and there are spring thoughts in my mind. Yeah, and there's a fascinating story behind these. These bulbs are actually naturalised in the southern hemisphere, in South Africa and uh, places like uh, Israel, in order to be able to... Get a flower at this time of the year so i've been going on about the carbon footprint that it's it's grown not flown but we do have to take in some of the bulbs from other parts of the world to be able to produce flowers at this time of the year don't be worrying the bulb you can import a ton of bulbs really cheap it can be basically boated over here flying flowers around the world that's not good for the environment
6: they are beautiful and i can't believe the intensity of the
4: scent of that little flower there it's remarkable and these are will be available for christmas now yeah we'll be selling them so we've just opened our christmas farm shop it's basically one of the sheds we give it a good sweep and a wash down and in there we'll have a whole selection of flowers we'll have the christmas trees christmas wreaths of course we're selling the turkeys direct from the farm and we also have some of the farm animals people like being able to go out to a farm, meet the farmer, meet the animals and uh, maybe get some healthy, locally grown f- produce. Ellum Grove Farm. They're across from
6: the Apple Green as you come out of Julianstown or off the motorway from Julianstown. And there's so much happening here. I said you are one of Ireland's foremost farmers. You're one of the most innovative as well. And I wish you well in these difficult times.
4: Really appreciate it, Jerry. Look, at, I'm lucky. I always consider myself lucky. To be a farmer.
6: Anyway, Darren, thank you for inviting me
4: up today. Pleasure. I really enjoyed the Real trip. Real pleasure. You're welcome anytime, Jerry. Jerry,
2: talking all things turkeys and flowers there in time for Christmas. Now we have a lovely competition for you now, and it's for a concert that's happening actually this week, this Thursday night. Dramiskan Tidy Town's Christmas concert is on in the Crown Plaza in Dundalk this Thursday, December fifth, and it stars Eurovision winner Linda Martin and special guest Brendan McCahie. The concert starts at half seven on Thursday, and we've three sets of tickets to give away: two pairs today and one pair tomorrow. So to be in with a chance to win today's tickets, we've pairs today. You can text or WhatsApp me with the answer to this question. In what year did Linda Martin win the Eurovision Song Contest with the song Why Me? You can text or WhatsApp your answer and your name to 086 658. In what year did Linda Martin win the Eurovision Song Contest with the song Why Me? We'll be back shortly after these
0: ads. The late launch with Blackstone Motors. The 2020 Dacia sales event is now on at Blackstone Motors, Drahada, Dundalk and Cavan. New Year Low APR Finance is now available across the range.
2: You're very welcome back to Late Lunch. Don't forget you can text us or WhatsApp us on 086 658. Now you may have heard a little bit about our next item in the ad break that's just been on there. We're going to talk about this unique auction coming up in Navan on Wednesday and joining me on the line now on Late Lunch is well-known auctioneer Oliver Usher. Good afternoon, Oliver.
7: Good afternoon, Joe.
2: Now you're going to tell us about this very special collection coming up for sale this week in Navan.
7: Yes, indeed, it was from the collection of the late Dr. Eleanor Clark. Out at uh, Screen, really, you know, it's, uh, and um, it's the, it takes place on the premises in her house, in Rosewood Park. That's the name of the house, yeah. Rose Park House. that's this exactly?
2: Now, so what? What makes this special? We know it. It belonged to to Dr. Eleanor Clark, but um, I believe there there are some very special pieces of Irish artwork. Um, for example, for sale.
7: Yeah, exactly. There are, uh, represented artists like Poiric Lynch, uh, Jim English, Thomas Ryan, who was featured recently, and. The Irish Times, you know, he was 90 recently. Mm-hmm. Jerry Marjoram, Michael O'Brien, all kind of um, noted Irish artists. And um, she was a collector and she knew these artists personally and uh, had has built up a, a fine collection of artwork.
2: And of, of course, Dr. Eleanor Clark, she would have been very well known around the, the Tara screen areas where, where she no, would indeed, have served.
7: It's very ironic, you know, Rose was her. her pet name as it were and um, Michael Slavin was here earlier in the day and uh, they put a monument, a small monument up to her because she was uh, always looking after Tara uh, in the interests of Tara in particular they organised um, clean-ups every every so often there and she was at the head of it all the time.
2: Of course so she would have been there for over 50 years really wouldn't she when yes, she she re- retired in, in 2016 wasn't it when she was a- in her 80s so I suppose you could say Oliver that this collection is very special because of the remarkable lady behind it.
7: Exactly I mean she has um, all her china and a big collection of silver you know which she was very proud of and um Just uh, furniture in general. There's one big bookcase here which came from County Limerick originally was uh, made by the Peter McCarthy and Company in Limerick City one of the oldest uh, surviving uh, furniture manufacturers in Ireland.
2: And as well as that I hear there's some beautiful chandeliers as well.
7: Yes, there are four Watford crystal chandeliers a pair of them and two, yes yeah, they, they feature very much in the so in the field.
2: very much a diverse collection of furniture and 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 furniture artwork silverware an awful lot of stuff there. Where can people see it? Is there a preview online,
7: Oliver? So right now we're having a preview, and um, it's amazing the interest there is. You know, she was cherished in the area, mm. and um, you know the, the the people whom she knew are calling by just to have a look and see the, uh, all her furniture laid out.
2: Of course. So the preview is happening at the moment and then
7: the auction... Not until 5 o'clock this evening. Okay. And the same again tomorrow from 12 until 5, tomorrow again. And then the sale is on Wednesday at 11 o'clock. An early start, but we'll try and uh, get finished in daylight.
2: A lot of stuff to get through on Wednesday.
7: 500
2: lots. Wow. Okay. So you do need to start early. So, so anybody that's interested then can, can pop along tomorrow from, from 12 till 5 for the preview and then the auction on Wednesday at 11. Oliver, it was interesting talking about the collection belonging to Dr Eleanor Clark. Thank you very, very much indeed for Thank your you time. Thank you very much for your time. Take care. Thank you, Oliver. Bye bye.
0: The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. The 2020 Dacia sales event is now on at Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. Pre-book your new car for the new year and we'll hold all prices.
2: And you're very welcome back to Late Lunch, where I am joined by the absolutely festive-looking lady sitting opposite me, Siobhan O'Neill-White from Mams.ie, in her lovely uh, bobble hat and scarf and her fluffy jumper. So she's looking very, very Christmassy indeed, because we're going to talk about Christmas, Siobhan. We're going to talk about the cost of it Mm. and the fact that it's rattling down the tracks at speed, coming towards us. Less than a month to go. We're all gone mad, are we?
8: Just... Don't panic. Let's all just take a breath and just not panic. It is just one day and it is not the end of the world if you don't get all the things that you think you need to get that you probably don't need the half of. So just just calm down a little bit because you see people at this at this stage now in the next couple of weeks rushing around, carrying bags, the stress look on their faces. Mm. I think we need to remember it's not supposed to be about stress and a lot of it does fall on women. And I'm sorry if that comes across as sexist, but every woman I know spends a lot more time planning for Christmas than every man I know. And I just think that's we take it on ourselves.
2: Absolutely.
8: Um, so particularly when you're a mummy and you're busy, mm-hmm. it, it can become quite a stressful time.
2: And we're afraid now to look at the bank balance this week. I think we're all afraid to look at it because, of course, Black Friday's just been and gone. Yeah. Cyber Monday is today. I, I, I got a text from my own daughter um, mm-hmm. who lives in Germany saying, happy Cyber Monday, mom. You know, like she's gone mad shopping. Oh
8: God! Uh,
2: yeah, I know. Right. I'm thinking, get oh, away from you? that
8: keyboard and yeah. do whatever you do. Don't drink wine later You're on. And to go back w- to the
2: keyboard. Exactly, that's the yeah. danger. We've all done that as well.
8: I mean, I've been stung, so I did that. I bought some skates, for and they were important skates, mm-hmm. and we were upgrading e from mum's town and everything was going wrong and I was really, really stressed and I did some online shopping and sometimes online shopping is a great thing. Yeah. In this case, I bought the skates from a very well-known website that everybody all over the world uses and the skates did not arrive. Within about two weeks, I started to feel slightly panicked. Got onto them, and trying to get onto a big corporation that's quite faceless mm. is extremely difficult it is so the order was lost, and it was then they had to send another order from China and it arrived on the twenty seventh of December oh so I thought right. I was going to save myself a few bob and a bit of hassle, and it turns out I created an absolute nightmare for myself, so I think if you're buying an important purchase. Uh, go local, go to a shop where you can actually go back to them if you have a problem, if you need to ask questions. There's a great shop in Dublin called Go Skate, dot ie, and they do skates and scooters and um, they're very good. I have roller skates
2: from there. I have roller skates They're like
8: (laughs) They're like the ones I had as a kid with the four wheels and the big stopper. I can't be doing with this one line. Oh, I can't either. I can't do it. My ankles can't cope. So I was able to get the retro ones. um, And it was good customer service there. So it's nice to go somewhere that you actually can speak with a human being. It is, of course. And get service. It is, of course. But do you think we're going overboard? Definitely. Every year. We all need to just pull it back, rein it back in. And I mean, my daughter did a list Unicorn, piano, violin, uh, <laughs> Fitbit, uh, skate. I mean, the, and, and my husband and I were going, well, you know, Santa's sack isn't that big. Yeah, but it's magic so he can fit loads in.
2: Yeah, where do you go right, with that? Right, where
8: do you go? Okay, so what about all the little boys and girls that might not be getting much but the sack is magic. So, we said, look, Go back and, 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 and try and pick your three favourite things. So it's probably going to be the violin. God help me. Um, the oh, that'll be lovely bit. in January. I can't wait for that. Fab- or, especially yeah. New
2: Year's Day. That'll be fantastic. I can't wait. Five
8: o'clock Christmas Day. i yeah. pull my ears Fabulous. off. Um, the Fitbit, the kids one, I don't mind that because I have one and she be taking it and trying it on. So we'll go walking and stuff together. That's a good thing to get a child because it gets them off their bum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know and and I think we have to be very aware of the environment as well we're buying a lot of plastic we're mm. creating a lot of recycling some stuff can't be recycled yeah um, and we need to be very aware of that there's an Irish company called Jiminy.ie and all of their toys are plastic free every there's not one piece of plastic in the boxes in the toys so in the wrapping great. in anything everything every single thing is cardboard or wood Jiminy.ie they're very good Jiminy.ie with Jiminy, a J, is it? J I M I N Y dot I E. Okay. We got some like kind of like like building blocks. Right. Uh, and they're brilliant because they're just no plastic. So it's all wooden and really, really clever. So we like them. If you have a big family, just have the conversation. Irish people tend to be afraid to talk about money. I've I've noticed yeah. this. Um have the conversation and say, listen, you've got five siblings and, and parents and all this kind of stuff. A secret Santa is a brilliant way to buy a really nice gift for one person and then you can concentrate on buying a really nice gift for that person. And set
2: a price limit. Yeah,
8: and set like 30 euro, 40 euro if you're going to buy one gift, even 50 euro, see what your budget is. But if you're buying one gift out of all your siblings just for one of them instead of all of them you're going to have more time and you're going to get something more thoughtful lovely Irish company for girls called Bell and Bow Jewelry and they come in little baubles and little Christmas crackers and the jewellery is inside yeah. it's really really cute they're bellandbowjewellery.com and then there is a company for guys called Hidden Gent and these are gift boxes for men and again all Irish lovely like scarves and ties and socks and hats and jewellery for blokes black box very classy looking okay. so if If you're buying for like a brother or a sister, for 30 or 40 euro, you can get a really nice gift from an Irish company. And, um, you you know, you save yourself a lot of that stress of buying for everybody. Yeah, are these adult gifts? These are for adults, yes. Oh, right. Okay. So, like in my family, what we decided to do was I have four siblings. So, and two of them are saving for houses. We've just said, let's just not all buy each other gifts every year. This is just stupid. Uh, So, we go out for dinner instead. And yeah. we go out for dinner and have a few drinks, and that's our thing that we do. So we actually go out and have a bit of crack, rather than
2: instead of spending yeah, twenty, thirty euro on something useless. Exactly, and we
8: all buy for our godchildren. So okay, you know, so we buy for our god. So there's lots of nieces and nephews, but instead of buying for all of them, we buy for our godchildren, right? It's, and that's not to say we don't love the other children or we don't love our siblings. It's it's this is about being realistic and practical and trying to take some of the pressure off because women particularly get. Oh, I mean, we've got two coffee mornings this week, tomorrow and Thursday. Tomorrow, we're down in the Ark Cinema at 10 in the morning. Thursday, we're in the marshes at 10 in the morning. And we have our free goodie bags and we have jewellery for all the mammies and it's for the mammies. And we have biscuits and crisps for the kids and, and loads of stuff in there. And I can tell you, I'm going to hear so many women tomorrow and Thursday telling me how they don't know what to get for the mother-in-law and they're so stressed yep. so I'm like will your husband help you oh he's useless no he's no good um, and they t- and all this pressure yep. all of this pressure yeah I
2: can hear myself Siobhan I can hear myself we saying stuff like that to, yeah. we just need to it's madness we just
8: need to take a step back so tomorrow morning we're going to have chocolate milk and strawberry milk for the kids and we're going to have mm. cookies and we'll entertain them to a certain extent yeah. and the mammies can just sit down have a coffee enjoy their goodie bags and just relax and that's tomorrow morning, arc 10 o'clock. Anyone can come along. If you, if your children are in school and you're in the area, come in. If you're a mammy, come and get a goodie bag. There's some nice stuff in them and the same thing like in marshes. I think women, particularly at this time of year, we need a little bit of a break. We do. And we need mm. to just sit down for half an hour and just, just relax a little bit. I mean, if you get yourself for a massage, brilliant. Oh but God, that'd be a dream.
2: Magazine, be, cup of coffee, So oh, yeah, That'd be a up. dream. But you know, so, isn't yeah. it wonderful though to see the kids and see the excitement of them and oh God, the yeah. build-up to Christmas is nearly better than the the, the day itself,
8: isn't it, it? it? It's fabulous. And we went to see Santa last weekend. And we went to there's a gorgeous Wicklow Christmas market in the middle of Wicklow town. And there's alpacas, all these little alpacas oh. walking around. They're like big teddy bears. Yeah, they are. And we had hot churros. And then we went in to see Santa. And then we bought some gifts. It was all lovely market stalls. And we did that as a family. And we spent the whole day there together. And it was really, really lovely. Lovely
2: festive day out, of yeah, course. Yeah, it was
8: a really... And, like, the teenagers came
2: because they oh were God, they, churros really? and
8: burgers. And oh, there. OK. We literally got into the market. Where's the churros? Where's the churros? I said, we'll get the churros. I want... You told me I was being fed. Right, OK.
2: So they weren't too cool because it was something there for them.
8: Yeah, they were happy enough. And there was a big, massive pick-and-mix stand and they were, like, brilliant. So, yeah, yeah, they were happy enough. They were, like... Oh, The little ones love the alpacas. The two older ones pretended they didn't, but they were like, ah, they are cute." aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So you know what sometimes you have to force your teenager to come somewhere with you Yeah. and when they get there it's not as bad as they thought
2: well this is what I want to talk about we have to take a break now for a second but I want to talk about days out over Christmas and things to do with kids of all ages now we're back chatting with Siobhan O'Neill-White from Mams.ie and we're talking all things Christmas and before the break we were talking about days out Christmas markets and the like and things to do with kids of all ages of course we were saying off air there Siobhan how we used to jet off to places like Cologne Mm. and Prague and stuff to go off and Mm. see these gorgeous Christmas markets but now they're here they're yeah, here in so ireland lucky.
8: there's like there's so much there's been things taste of dublin's been on at the rds this weekend and design events on up there and you were mentioning the craft collective in slain which i'm definitely going to check out beautiful but, shop. like when you're supporting local businesses that money is going back into your community i don't think sometimes we don't think about this my kids are all in in gaelic they're all in local gaa club that local gaa club is sponsored by local businesses. Yeah. If we don't shop in the local businesses they won't have the money to sponsor and it's going to affect our children. So you might think I'm going to go online and order something from the other side of the world and I'm going to save a couple of euro. But you really need to think if you're doing that your money is gone. It's out of the country. Yeah. And particularly with Brexit and all that hoo-ha we really need to shop local as much as we can. It's really important.
2: Yeah, they're not going to sponsor the kids' jerseys are they or yeah. whatever. And I was saying to you yeah. about the, the, the Slain Craft Collective I was in there the yeah. other day well, I'm, I'm in there regularly but it's just it, they've got beautiful things but besides that it's the fact that you know that somebody sat at their kitchen table yeah, or in their little it. workshop and they made it mm. lovingly made it at home and then brought it in here to be sold it's, it's a beautiful place and, and there's a lot of them around springing up around the country yeah, now
8: Yeah we bought lovely ponchos in the Wicklow Christmas Market last weekend that were made locally and yeah. the, the quality of them was absolutely stunning I mean that's beautiful to buy for anyone except a teenager Alright. Don't buy something like that for a teenager. For your mother in law, for your mother, your sister. Because teenagers only want brands and you have to accept it. Yeah. And you have true. to deal with it. Now, I, w- I will say every year in, in December I go to Kildare Village. There's about five stores I have to go to. There's the Nike store, Under Armour, Hill Figure, um yeah. and uh, because and super dry. Because to be quite honest, the super dry jumper my daughter really, really wanted was 70 euro. And when I went down to Kildare Village, I got it for thirty. Oh wow, and that's a good The jacket my son yeah. wanted was eighty, and I got it for thirty-seven. Oh, so right, if okay. you are specifically looking okay. for brands for your teenagers, the
2: outlets are the place to go, are they?
8: Yeah, I mean, and I think Kildare Village is good, and I, and then again, it's in the Republic of Ireland. It's not too far. It's yeah. just down the road. Um, and I do a day there. I Take my mom and my aunt to make
2: a day of it. Lovely, make a day out another day. It's literally, day
8: out. it's purely for. It's for the teenagers. Yeah. purely, for And I know specifically where I'm going to go and what I need to get. But I know that by going there, I will save money. There's a good shop as well, 53 Degrees North. And they they do North Face and other brands like that. Now, it's an outdoor wear store, but they do a lot of the brands that the teenagers like. Yeah, They often have promotions and sales. So that's a good one to look at as yeah. well.
2: Um, and do they, they do what we were talking about for teenagers as well, the, the vouchers? Yeah. Everybody, the teenagers love the vouchers. Yes. And of course, the new laws came into place yeah. today. About time, really. About
8: time. Yeah. This whole six-month expiry on a voucher was Rubbish. the biggest load of absolute nonsense. Rubbish. Every year my teenagers get vouchers and they're very happy to go in January and buy the ugly runners that they want that I didn't want to buy them because yeah. they're half price or whatever. <laughs> um, but before Christmas, I know I need to get them certain things and so I know where to go to get them. You just have to be... Clever about it, I but suppose. you
2: know how many of us have had vouchers left in the drawer, and then you find it and you realise mm. it's out of date. So that that ends oh, today. Yeah. There's a five year minimum now. Yeah, that's on all I think vouchers. that's fantastic.
8: Especially that's fair. Like I know the grandparents would often get vouchers for the teenagers because they're not sure what to get them. So
2: yeah,
8: although now to be fair with my kids, they can't wait to get out and spend them. They're out that door as they're quick. not and, left. You know, I think Christmas should be about like traditions are obviously important as well. So for me, with my family, every year since I was a child, because I grew up in Balbriggan and there was no shops in Balbriggan when I was a child. Mm. We were brought into town in Dublin town. Yeah. And we met my nanny because she lived quite close to town. And we went to the ILAC and we did our shopping and we went to the Kylemore and we had our chips and our little trifle. And we still do that now. That's your day. We still go out. into town and we have a day out shopping. We still go to the ILAC. Kylemore is You that still day.
2: go to the ILAC? I haven't heard of anybody going to the ILAC for yeah, the longest we spent time. spent a whole
8: day there two weeks ago and it was absolutely lovely. Has the so
2: called Grafton Quarter not taken over? sure well I'm a Northsider and I Yay. just can't be dealing with that now. I'm, I'm married to a Northsider, to say, yeah. <laughs>
8: even though I'm from Balbriggan and my husband says I'm not really a dub, I'm uh, by the skin are. of my teeth. But um that's where we always went and that to me is it's a lovely day out. And it's about being together. And again, we're not buying each other gifts and all this kind of stuff. We're actually having a bit of time together. I think that's...
2: That's more important than anything, isn't it? Because the build up to Christmas, it seems to be just getting more crazy every year. Christmas Day happens and suddenly it falls flat the next day. What do you do? You've got to have something else.
8: Experiences. And there's... um, Most people will be taking their children to see Santa. Uh, You know, if you've got small children. Mm. There's two really, really brilliant um, events around that. Leisureplex... All of the Leisureplexes on the 8th of December are having a bring your child along to see Santa. It's not expensive and all the proceeds are going to Crumlin. So you 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 bring your child along. There's a buffet. um, You know, there's Santa. There's games. All the the kids can play. And you're supporting a really good cause. So they're giving all the proceeds to Crumlin, which I think is great. Go on to Leisureplex.ie to find out more about that. And then if you want to do something really, really special, photo. A resort in cork and we're actually going down for a family break in a couple of weeks because my husband's been away 11 times this year with work and Ooh. the kids are just like okay dad pin them down of, we need a bit of time together pin so dad down yeah and they have a thing called photo wonder and they have a winter wonderland experience through the woods and it's all magical and oh, that's lovely. really 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 beautiful and we're staying in one of the holiday lodges because it's better value for families yeah so that's a good one to look at as
2: well that's a lovely idea as yeah. well so do you know what would you believe the time's up we oh, have to wrap it up we should say yeah. if you're
8: going to take your kids ice skating there's loads of places for that and swords and ice on you up the road and they're yeah. very good for this year Excellent. especially
2: for teenagers and they get like out that. get your skates on get your get up skates on there. pad your bum pad your bum put your pad your on, knees put, put your, your hat gloves on, on
8: <laughs> and if you fall Smile and get back
2: up. Brilliant! I'm over <laughs> time, Siobhan. I have to leave it there. Listen, loads thanks. of hints, loads of tips. Yeah. Happy Christmas to you and your family. All thanks on ma- and It's
8: all on mums.ie. Moms.
2: Mams.ie If you need any advice, thanks, thanks. a million, Siobhan. Take care. Bye bye.
0: The late launch with Blackstone Motors. The 2020 Dacia sales event is now on at Blackstone Motors, Drahada, Dundalk, and Cavan. New Year low APR finance is now available across the range.
2: Now you're very welcome back to Late Lunch this afternoon. Now we've a very exciting story from Navan. This time from St Mary's Special School in Navan, where one of the special needs assistants there has written and recorded a Christmas song as a fundraiser for the facility. Now the composer of that song, Ammar Mahazi, and teacher James Lowry are joining me now in studio to tell me more about this. Welcome, lads. How are you?
9: It's great to be here, and thank you so much, Joan, for having us.
2: You're very welcome, Thanks, James. How are you, Ammar? Uh,
9: great. Thank you. Thank you for so much for having us.
2: Not at all. It's a pleasure. Now, you wrote the song, but before we talk about the song and before we talk about what it's for and all of that, tell me a little bit about St Mary's Special School and what you do there.
9: Well, I so ahead. well, we're a special school that our student uh, population would be, just, they, their learning needs would be described as um, moderate and some have severe and profound needs and some complex medical needs as well. So um, we have nearly 90 students in the school, and a special care unit as well. So we have a marvellous um, group of students and uh, to keep the us on group, our toes. We're a, prim- a lot of special schools would be primary and secondary together. So a child could start with us at the age of four and continue through into this post primary level as well and go to the equivalent of their leaving cert. So right. you could take a child all the way through. A lot of kids would come maybe when they're starting secondary school as well.
2: Okay. And where do they come from? All over the county?
9: All over County Meath, indeed, yes. And the odd time also, just on the edge of Dublin or the edge of Cavan also. So we've, we've okay. we, we, we served the whole county.
10: So
2: County Meath and surrounds. And Amar, how did you get involved in this? Is this always been what you wanted to do in work?
10: Absolutely not. I, I actually was a sound engineer for many, many years. Oh, okay. And a, and a music teacher, and uh, I, it was nearly like it's bizarre just having a calling for it, um, and then I just decided one day, oh, sure, why not? I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to work with children with special needs. I worked in a school beforehand called First Steps, uh, and I worked there for uh, X amount of years until I just by chance put in the, the an, an application for working in Saint Mary's. And it was being severe and profound, I was up to the to the challenge of it, and. Three odd years later, I'm I'm still there. So um it was a complete change of career, uh, totally from
2: sound engineering ho- totally, to working with children with absolute, special needs.
10: Absolutely, and I I I really like to get into the therapy side of it with the children. So I'd like to play instruments for them and let them hear some music and let them get interact with, uh, you know, just you know, taking it easy and,
2: and the pleasures of music, the joy of music. Just um, going to say that your music is so important as a therapy, isn't it? It's so important. It really, really is. But the school itself, tell me a little bit about it. James, tell me a bit about where it is and what it's like, this school.
9: We are located in the old Johnstown village and we are, um, we've, we're, we're due, we're hoping in the next year or two max to get our new building down in the new part of Johnstown. So we're, um we're hanging on, so a project like this is um, its a lovely fundraising opportunity. The old playground and school really needs a bit of a revamp for, for the time we have left there, so we're hoping to get some exciting... Swings and and some tr- you new know, equipment, sensory yeah. sensory playground materials for yeah. the for the students, which will really it really helps. And you do
2: know? you have to fundraise a lot? Do you find you need to do a lot of fundraising? Yeah,
9: all you, the the job of fundraising is is uh, constant for a school, indeed. Yeah, especially a school like ours where so much of the learning we're we're looking always to update and 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 renovate our assistive technology so it's very important for our children be they if they have non-verbal needs or you know sensory needs we're always there's always something we need to uh to update
2: and to update the playground now so what kind i've i've seen a few playgrounds that are adapted for children with special needs amazing new yeah. swings that can take wheelchairs oh. all of this new equipment so i imagine that's what you're aiming for is it stuff like absolutely, that
9: absolutely yes the, uh, we have one trampoline now that it's uh, it could do it a little bit of um, renovating we, we've seen fabulous trampolines where they're actually sunken into the ground yeah. so that mm. would be they're safe. obviously we can't invest too much before we, we hopefully get our new school but for the for the year or two left we, we need to get some new fun, fun
3: or learning resources
2: equipment or that maybe you can bring with bring. you yeah. bring Absolutely. with you to, to the new yeah, school so then tell me about this Christmas song that you wrote on Mars. so where did the idea come for that well last
10: year I wanted to try and get myself um a song on on the radio for christmas <laughs> period basically it was there was no um specific reasoning as to why but christmas last year had passed i was thinking what a waste i, I yeah. was another year is gone now as they say in the pogues, another year is gone another now. Year and, over yeah. but you know uh, come january this brainwave Came into my head where I I was sitting with, with a guitar. The melody came into my head, and it was a it was a kind of a rhyming off letters in my head. But I was actually thinking of something completely different than Christmas. But the words never seemed to fit. Hmm. And it was only at one stage my wife said to me um, uh, that you know you know the words Christmas has exactly the same amount of letters that you're thinking of there. <laughs> so uh, I don't know what it was it was about sailing or something like that. And then Christmas was in the chorus of it, which was completely bizarre. But since then, the stockings on the wall, the elf on the shelf, the you know, the various different kind of Christmas components all started to come in and sit yeah. with it. And it just like that, it was just just like that, just by magic that the song just came about. When we uh, in very early January, when we came back to school, I just started to happen to ask to one or two members of staff. Would they be interested in doing and participating in a Christmas song with us? They said, absolutely. Um, and so in that regard, we did a bit of a band-aid on it where uh, one, one member of staff yeah. would sing one line, another would. And we'd, we'd kind of change between the vocalists. Yeah. And then we'd stick to the same chorus line uh, through the song. And it really just happened from there. Like, literally, we were, what, six months? yeah six months really with the with the proper production of the the track, getting everybody on board, getting the time for everybody, making sure it all fit together, making sure we, we, it, it sounds as, as good as it can, and uh, it really went from there
2: and you took it into studio.
10: Yes, and of course, absolutely. you being a
2: sound engineer, you'd know exactly what you're looking for.
10: Absolutely, uh, it took it, 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 the the musical part was actually the quickest. Believe it or not, it's joining the the vocals up so that mm. they all uh, kind of play in sync is the hard part of it, mm. uh, you know. But uh,
2: and what did the teachers say then? All the staff in there, what did they say when you said, "Listen, um, I've written this song and I'm, I'm thinking about recording it"? And because would people normally shy away from that, or did they all just get on board and say, "Yeah, let me see, can I well, sing a line"?
10: Well, since I'm doing that, asked. I'm, I can't answer that. I'm gonna
9: I'm gonna
2: James what did to, you think when he been, said this?
9: I would have been knocking on this st- on the door let me in. I'd love to sing a bit, but um we had some great souls in school now, a mixture of from the secretary Liz to many SNAs and a couple of teachers. Um, a lot of people were a bit disappointed they didn't get asked to, but um we had a lovely little <laughs> band at the oh end. Oh god,
2: <laughs> you can't please everybody, is <laughs> he? No, that's the danger, yeah, isn't sorry it? Sorry
9: to everyone else, but um we we all got down to Amar's basement studio in Nav and then at his home studio and it was just such a fun process, John. Yeah. It was really excellent.
2: Yeah, it, yeah. Is. It, it is. It's great fun, isn't it? I've, I've been lucky enough to be in, in recording studios all my life and it's just there's something magic happens when it comes together, isn't there? Absolutely. And, and you suddenly know when it just sounds right. When it
10: just sounds right. That's well, now
2: exactly we were it. playing this upstairs in the office. I was actually at One Desk Louise at the other and she was playing it on her computer and I swung around and I said, what is that? And it was the chorus which you'll hear because we're going to play out with the track but it was the chorus where you spell out the word Christmas and it did remind me of something I'd heard in Disneyland. Yeah. It yeah. You know where they spell out Mickey Mouse and it just reminded me it was an earworm and I can still hear it so well, it's it's, it's a really compare, catchy number
10: If you're number. comparing me to Disney, with, with, with Disney <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, I, I won't, uh, won't say
2: nothing <laughs> Oh no, it's really, really, really catchy and you see it just came to you
10: just came to me.
9: Literally, this was, maybe it was meant to be.
2: Now, have the kids heard it in the school yet? Have the kids heard yeah, it? Yeah,
9: there's been, the, the reaction has been just wonderful. Um, some of the kids hadn't even realised it was us singing. Um, our seven wonderful yeah, kids in Class 7 got really excited about, it was the Christmas getting started. Yeah. And um, and then when they discovered it was Amar singing there, and there's Liz, there's Anne, and all the the, the different, the crew. We should actually thank all the all the different singers now, but yeah um the kids it's really gone off really well with the kids they love it they
2: and they, it. they they didn't at first realize it's all the teachers and the people that are no, with them every no, day no, no, every no,
9: day every day no come on it's time for the christmas song come yeah. on play it again Must have
2: played again, <laughs> play it
9: again.
10: Yeah.
2: and what do your families think
10: they're still like my i know my wife now especially my my daughter is at the very end of the track uh, she's the one that says the special happy Christmas uh, to everybody
2: right um, so how she, old is she Amar
10: she w- at the time was eight okay, um, that. okay. Um, and uh, it's it's just one of those infectious tunes everybody that's heard it has said exactly the same thing that James and yourself is after saying that it's just got that one listen and one like
2: It's an earworm thing.
10: That's exactly what it is Yeah it's, it's In a not, good way Yeah It's not a grower It's just a, it's a
2: It hits you instant. That's it It yeah. really does and it, listeners it, you you're know. going to hear it after this interview you're going to hear it in about three minutes time so I'm delighted to be able to play it here for you guys but tell me a little bit more about um, what you're going to do from here now You're going to try to make a video to go with it is that right?
9: So we have our and everyone's very welcome on Thursday we have our annual craft fair Christmas craft fair and coffee morning at the school so that's going to be a really fun event. We're going to get the the whole choir. We we, we want to say thanks to Jenny Collins, Jenny Mompart, Liz, Rob Sullivan and Anne Shannon. And of course, Freya and Amar. A huge word just of gratitude to Amar for the amazing work he's put into mm-hmm. this. So Thursday morning, everyone's welcome from about half ten. We'll have a lovely cro- coffee morning. The kids have all their Christmas crafts for sale. And we'll launch it then at about half eleven. We're going to get everyone together. Some of the kids are going to get in. We're going to try and make. We will make a little video where a lot of the kids who can't speak will use their love uh, sign system. Oh,
2: wonderful! So,
9: like for example, thank you and love. You can't see this on the radio, but I'm just showing that's yeah. thank you. And yeah. That's mum and that's dad. There's dad for shame. So,
2: so the kids can join kids in and take part be in this.
9: Doing the, the non-verbal wonderful. kids will will get to sign. C H R I S T M A S. Oh, Oh, that's lovely. Uh, So we're looking forward to putting a video together, and Amara's been doing incredible work on the the digital platform side of things. So it's ready for streaming, isn't it? Yeah, it's ready for
2: streaming now. Yeah. Yeah. And then the CD. I see you have the CD there in front of you. Where can people get this then?
9: Now at at this moment in time,
10: it is available from the school, um, and on the coffee morning, we will be doing physical sales of it. But there has been an absolutely overwhelming demand for pre-orders and orders of the physical disc. So um, it's a thing that we are doing uh, kind of pre-orders on it again. If, mm. if anybody would like one, they can definitely uh, uh, pre-order it with us and we can we, we will get. And them,
2: how much it. are they retailing for? Well, we're
10: doing the CD for four five euros. OK. Online, it's, it's literally it's only one euro. Okay. Um, even if it's a thing that you want to go down, and you just want to click it as well, we—the uh, more people that hear it, the better. It's not about making money; it's about raising awareness of our autism, especially. It's I really want to get that across as much as I can you mm-hmm. are deli- we are delighted for anybody to hear this song we really really are so uh, you can u- view it on YouTube also um, so what, what you do when you go onto YouTube or when you go on to any of these uh, uh, Amazon iTunes, mm-hmm. um, any of them uh, Spotify, uh, literally you name it, it's on it it's Christmas, Ammer. It's Christmas Amour so my name is A-M-A-R so literally the, the tagline would be It's, it's Christmas Amour. Amour and you'll see yeah. a picture of a lot of us all standing together
2: In your and furry Christmas hats In our furry in Christmas your hats your red Christmas jumpers And, and
10: uh, it's a very distinctive cover we're <laughs> It so, is we're, we're, And it's from St. Mary's Special School and uh, maybe on YouTube or maybe on Amazon you might see Amour Mahasi written on the CD cover mm. but it's Christmas Amour on any of those platforms and you
2: will You get can it. get it there or you yeah. can buy it from the school as well And or of course buy from the school. to raise a awareness is wonderful, but to make money would be even better. So you can playground. get all the, the yes. new, give the playground a bit of much needed love yes. at this time of the so, year. So
10: it's one euro uh, mm. for the track on digital platforms mm. and, uh, and five, it, euro the, the five euro for, for the, the, CD. the CD.
2: And for a very, very special cause and a very, very Absolutely. important cause. Guys, thanks a million. We're going to play out with it Thank now. You. So all is left Thank for me so to much. say thanks is James everybody. and Amar. Thanks a million. Thanks to everybody who tuned in today and thanks to Louise, my lovely producer. Till tomorrow, that's it for me. Take care. Bye bye.
5: Stucking on the wall, I'm not losing time at all at Christmas time. Is your elf up on the shelf? Did he move all by himself at Christmas time? Art shops on all the streets, selling all good kind of treats at Christmas time. All the children everywhere hoping Santa will be there at Christmas time It's C-H-O-R-I-S-T-M-A-S It's C-H-O-R-I-S-T-M-A-S It's C-H-O-R-I-S-T-M-A-S So happy Christmas Happy Christmas and a happy new year to you The house is full of festive. All that you can hear at Christmas time. You tie me so much to me. There's no place and let it be at Christmas time. It's C-H-O-I-S-D-E-M-A-S. It's C-H-O-I-S-D-E-M-A-S. It's C-H-O-I-S-D-E-M-A-S. So happy Christmas. Christmas send a happy new year to you. It's C H O I S D M. It's C H O I S D M. It's C H O I S D M. So Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, Santa Happy New Year.
0: Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors The 2020 Dacia sales event is now on at Blackstone Motors Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan Call in to see how shockingly affordable a new Dacia is in the new year